Welcome. If you're a woman who has a sense that there's more out there for you, you're in the right place. I'm Whitney Baker, host of the Electric Ideas podcast. Somewhere along the line of working kids, life carried on, but I lost track of my truth. I'm on a reflective journey, and that's what this podcast is all about. Each week, I interview a woman who is lighting her own path and offering others hope. Before our conversation ends, we'll share a reflective question for you to explore. Sometimes all we need is a jolt, a fresh idea, an aha moment that connects us to a sense of possibility. This, my friends, is what I call an electric idea. Welcome back to Electric Ideas with Whitney Baker. Today, I'm excited to interview Sterling Rung. Sterling is a fine art photographer, creator of Sterling Rose Art, a mindfulness practitioner, and a certified breathwork instructor. She combines her talent for art and passion for healing in some super interesting ways I can't wait to learn more about. Welcome, Sterling. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Great. Well, I want to start because you have lots to offer, but your stunning photography that to me kind of showed women connecting with themselves and nature just sucked me in immediately. I gravitated towards it. And so I thought you could start off by telling us a little bit about your offer and your work and kind of your process to bring something to life that seems super unique compared to what I've seen out there. Sure. Yeah. So starting off with my very unique intuitive photo shoot process, it's it's really an offer that comes straight from the heart. And what I do is I offer an experience that allows people to come into a space and feel comfortable and feel safe in their body and feel really present and get to a place where they're forgetting about their anxieties and their worries and kind of letting go of all that shame or guilt they may be feeling around a body image or anything like that and capture some moments of truth where their true light, that really divine being that we all are, can be captured. And I think the art of photography and being able to capture a moment of truth is such a beautiful tool to kind of extend the the lifespan of those moments where we are truly present. That's kind of a rare thing to be, you know, you're present and then you're all of a sudden you're not, right? And so to have that memory, that physical memory of that is really beautiful to be able to share. That's interesting. And I know that something that has informed your creativity is your own practice with breath work and kind of having that be integrated with the whole experience of having someone have their photo taken. So for people that, for listeners that might not be familiar with breath work, could you give us an idea from a high level of what that entails or could look like and how you use it in your artistic expression? Sure. So breath work is, you know, our life force energy. It is simply what gives us life. And so the breath itself has the power to impact all of the body systems. And so with that, it's an incredible tool to be able to kind of shift your body into that rest and digest state of mind into the calm, relaxing It's also a really great tool for energizing and detoxification for the body. And the way that I use breath work in my photo shoot sessions is really about releasing any energetic stagnation, worry, anxiety, kind of using that as a a way of releasing 
before we kind of get going. And then as a practice of calming, centering, balancing the body as well. Wonderful. So when you're working with women that obviously have taken the leap to do something, because it seems it does it does it feel like they have to have a certain level of vulnerability to practice with you and and get their picture taken? There's tell me about yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. I work with a whole range of primarily women from, you know, professional models to someone who's literally never had their picture taken in a professional setting. And I often find it's the most rewarding for me to work with people who are afraid of the camera, who feel really nervous and feel activated by this whole conversation. It's like, those are the people who should come see me because that's where the transformation lies in learning that you can actually feel really comfortable and safe in your body. And that really requires some vulnerability to stand up in your being and remove the layers that we kind of protect ourselves with our shields and we kind of hide and you can't hide with me. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the whole part of the process is delayering all of that and being able to show up authentically as your whole self. Have you had some surprise moments when women see the final product and they feel very seen in a way that maybe they haven't felt before? Yeah, all the time I receive messages when these women are seeing the photos for the first time saying like, wow, I had no idea I was both that strong and that beautiful. Or I had no idea my body could look like that. And it's like, that's your body. I'm not, I don't do heavy editing or anything. It's like, that's you. And it's amazing to see such a surprise with all of that. That's really, really special. Just because I know that you're a fine art photographer, but you're also a breathwork practitioner. Can you tell us a little bit about for the everyday person, how, if, if you aren't familiar with breathwork, what kind of a, a little baby step would be to exploring or introducing that concept and practice into your life? Sure. Let's do one together. How about oh. that? <laughs> All for it's, it. It's, it's super simple. So one I love to teach that you can literally do anywhere in the car, at work, in a meeting, in the bathroom, whatever it is, it's super easy. So it's called the two, four breath. And all that means is that you extend your exhales twice as long as your inhales. And what that is doing inside your body is signaling your parasympathetic nervous system and it's telling your body you're safe. So all you are doing is you're just, you're soothing and you're telling your body you're safe. So whenever you feel activated, frustrated, like a really intense moment, try this. So we'll do it together. And we'll start by just inhaling through the nose for a count of two. So one, two, exhaling out the nose for four, four, three, two, one, inhaling two, one, two, exhale, four, three, two, one, one more inhale, two, exhale, three, two, one. Notice anything different? <laughs> yeah, very, very peaceful. I lucky me, I didn't know I was going to get a, a mini breath work <laughs> session in the interview today. I I appreciate you sharing that though, because there's so many things out there, and that's such a simple thing that if it can bring people peace, especially if they're having a moment of a little 
anxiety or they just, you know, want to rebalance throughout their day. That's something that's so accessible and simple. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for doing it. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah. Breathwork truly like saved my life in many ways. I used to suffer from really bad panic attacks and that would happen at work a lot in my corporate job prior and learning about breathwork transformed my whole relationship with stress and anxiety. And it completely gave me all of the coping tools to kind of, you know, change my life. I'm so glad you found that practice. That's wonderful. Speaking of breathwork, and I know we chatted a little bit about your photography, and I know everyone's going to check out your website. And so they'll see it's such a beautiful manifestation of something I celebrate, like a woman who takes something you're good at and you're passionate about, but like mixes it with something else. So it seems to me like you're very artistic, obviously, but you also have a passion for, for healing and I'm so happy for you, but I know that it was a journey to get there. And so I'm wondering if you'd be willing to share a little bit, cause I think it's helpful sometimes for people to see that you didn't just start at this wonderful place. No, not at all. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I think most healers can relate that you're teaching from a place of experience and, you know, we, go through a process of healing ourselves to then be able to share that with others. And that's very much what happened for me. I actually was in landscape architecture and I was a designer and in management and working for many years on the West coast. And at a certain point, I kind of reached my limit of how much I could take in terms of the the lifestyle of what that was requiring of me. And I also was starting to just get really sick. I was sick all the time and I was totally burnt out and I was having those panic attacks. And I just realized that this, what I thought was my dream was not my dream. And that's a really hard place to be in. So first of all, recognizing the feeling of, you know, being lost or, you know, not knowing what's next was really scary, but that's what I would call my kind of rock bottom moment where I was, you know, totally burnt out and really knowing I needed to leave this job, but kind of feeling like I don't really want to be in this field anymore. So it's like, well, what do I do about that? Right. And so that's what started my journey and process of healing myself and trying out all sorts of things to, you know, find my alignment in my work. And I've always been an artist ever since I was little. I loved to draw and I loved doing photography I've done it for 14 years, but only professionally the last couple of years. So part of the process really was was going back to my arts practice and diving deep and exploring issues I had personally with body image and exploring the guilt that I felt from my Catholic upbringing and exploring what does the human form really mean and how is it connected to the earth. And so a lot of what's inspired where I am now is this practice that was just for me and, you know, healing with art, which was super powerful. And that was a big, a big part of the journey for me to kind of get myself out of that place of feeling lost. And so just sharing it with anyone who feels like they're in a place where they're, they're not sure where they need to be, but they know it's not right. Start to make a plan, right? Save the money and start trying all the things you're excited about. I started a small graphic design company and I had a few clients and then I was like, wow, I hate this. (laughs) I hate it so much. 
<laughs> I really did. It was so funny. It was like, I just don't, I like to make graphics and I like art, but I don't like making it for other people. And I was like, okay, that was such a pivotal moment for me because that was my first real failure that I felt. And once I got over that and just took it in, it's like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur now. You're supposed to fail. That's part of the learning process. Things moved so much quicker after that. When you don't put so much emphasis on it's got to be this one thing, and then you realize that it's okay to try and allow yourself the time to try things out, then the process kind of speeds up. And it was a few more little ideas along the way that then led me back to art and getting into the healing work as well, which, like I said, was very much coming from a place of healing myself and what modalities worked for me. I then trained to be certified in and started to envision what this business would be. Yeah. Well, I think it's reassuring to some people that you had some trial and error and failure before you, you found your thing. And also that it sounds like when you were in the landscape area that you didn't just wholesale quit your job and like have a, a, you know, find yourself moment. It sounds like you had a lot of thought that went into that transition. Can you give us like just a little bit more detail on how you prepared? So that felt comfortable for you to, to let go of that security? Yeah, sure. So I knew I made it very clear. Like I can remember the date when I was like, this is it. I'm going to quit. And I did not quit until nine months later. So (laughs) that was very intentional because, you know, I needed to have that buffer because I knew I didn't want to just step into another position and have the same lifestyle and have the same feelings I'm having now. So I knew I wanted to make a very big shift. And with that, I knew I needed time. So I saved about six months of expenses, right, of of money in the bank to be able to support the transition and then did a lot of work on myself because while I had the steady paycheck coming in, I needed to get really clear on what it was that I wanted to do next and making sure that the big wounds inside were healed to a point where I could then work from a place of ease in a place of alignment rather than coming and being all like in the middle of some deep work and then also not having a job. It's, it's just too much for, for yourself to be able to handle. So I did a lot of inner child work, shadow work, meditation. My meditation practice is another one that I really advocate for is very powerful. And then the breath work, of course, was the other piece of that. And really just dedicating time to myself and through the saving money part of it, you realize, okay, well, I'm not going out as much. I'm not spending as much as I normally do. That ends up in turn, giving you more time to yourself at home to really dive deep and prepare yourself for this big shift. That makes sense. And thank you for your willingness to go granular. Cause some people are probably <laughs> like, but how? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when you were, before you made your, you know, courageous shift. Were you doing your own art for fun on the side or had you stopped that? Yeah, there was about six years where I didn't make any art for myself, which was a very clear sign that I was not in the right place. So I really missed it. But what was happening is I was at this job that was somewhat creative, but taking all of my energy and more than the amount of energy I had to give so I would come home at night and I ha- would have nothing left for anybody else. And so, yeah, getting back into my arts practice felt 
really good. And in order to do that, while I was still at my job, I had to set boundaries and I had to say, no, I'm not working on the weekends or, you know, I'm leaving at six o'clock every day. And knowing that I was ending this portion of my career, I had the kind of courage to do that. Whereas before I was just wanting to look like the best employee and, and do the most. And then I realized I had to put myself first and it was funny because no one had any problem with my boundary setting and I still got all of my work done. I just started to, as I was making those shifts, I started to create a life that was more tangible and more supportive of what I wanted to do. Yeah. It's interesting how that works, isn't it? It's oftentimes I've found like some fear about putting up a boundary and sometimes people are just like, okay. And you're like, oh my gosh, I've been suffering for no reason. (laughs) Totally (laughs) self-inflicted. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A little bit back, you mentioned, you know, when you were going into this, I don't want to say hibernation mode, but you were saving, you were planning, you were going inward. And it seems to me based off what we were just talking about, that that was a powerful time where you finally created this space for yourself. And I'm wondering if you can tell me, did that feel kind of like a revelation for you just to have that space and that quiet to create? Yes, it was beautiful. I had never taken that much time to myself. I think especially when, you know, I was in my early to mid twenties at that time, working in the corporate world, moving really fast. It seems like you fill your days and time with all sorts of activities and friends and work. And I really wasn't coming back to myself and I didn't really know myself really well. You know, I had this persona of this, you know, corporate woman doing this thing, right? And that wasn't truly who I was. And so with that quiet time, it allowed me to then go inward to develop a relationship with my soul, who I really am, what do I truly value? And it turns out the values that are coming from inside are not the values that society suggests or that I was living in my previous life at that job. And so it just, it reaffirmed that I was on the right path. And it gave me that trust to know that whatever I choose next is going to be a step in the right direction. And I will always be supported and that I'm, you know, I'm safe here. And all of those things of, of kind of going inward and having that time to yourself, you can gain so much from that. What advice would you have to a woman that that resonates with, but maybe they're still in a flight or fight mode? I mean, because you're coming at this from so many interesting ways, your own journey, but you're also a mindfulness practitioner professionally. And so what would you tell women in terms of just introducing quietness or any other simple practices just as a starting point to try to create that space for themselves? So you don't have to dive right into a heavy meditation practice daily. It's really hard and everyone talks about it and it is really hard. So I acknowledge that. So for me, when I offer the quiet time, I suggest just take two minutes a day, maybe five minutes a day. And you don't have to sit in silence with your eyes closed. You could pet your dog and just have no distractions, right? You could take a walk in nature with no cell phone. You know, you can find ways where you're creating that quiet time to yourself without the formalization of creating a a whole practice about it in the little like baby step kind of way. So I really do believe that 
quiet time by yourself, at least two minutes a day really does make an impact because when you allow yourself that time, it's pretty beautiful what will come up because you're then able to kind of tap into your body and into your intuition a little bit more. And then you're able to get these signals that you're like, oh, I, I didn't know. I, I couldn't feel that before. I couldn't hear that before. You don't always have to look outside of you. There's so much in you that you can, you can start to learn from and connect to. So that would be one big one. I am also a huge advocate for nature. Time in nature is such a big part of what I do in my work and also advocate for because the power that the earth has on us is immense. And even doing a simple grounding practice, like standing outside with bare feet allows all of the earth's energy to come into your body. And it actually helps balance you from the inside out. And it really just gives your, your body a sense of relaxation and a sense of, I belong here. And it, that can be another practice you do with your quiet time, or it could just be like, I'm standing in the sunshine on the grass today, you know, for it can be like two minutes. It's, it's so simple, but that's a really good one that I like to offer. I appreciate those offerings because I, and I, the audio cut out just a tiny bit. So I just wanted to clarify, like, I think you were saying in this stillness, even if it's just a few minutes and I'm just repeating what you said, petting your dog, or maybe you combine the two, go outside and have your two minutes. You, you kind of open yourself up to these intuitive hits and re-energize for the rest of your day. Is that yeah. fair? Exactly. Yeah. You nailed it. Wonderful. So you've got obviously so many wonderful tools and you're also a creative, you're a creator. And so I imagine like everybody else who's a creative, you get in creative ruts. So I'm just Mm -hmm. curious. I have to ask when you hit a, when you're in a creative rut, what do you do? How do you pull out of that? Number one, don't force yourself. I think that's really important. That's why I give space between projects and things because there is only so much life force energy of creativity that one has. And if you overdo it and are creating every day, it will run out and you need to recharge. So my first answer is give yourself a little grace with that. And the next thing would be for me personally is to travel and to be in nature. And so one thing that I do yearly is I travel over the winter time when my business is slower and I go out to the desert, I go back to New York and I just spend time, a lot of time outside. And when I'm outside in a place that's new, there's inspiration everywhere. And it's, it's a really wonderful way to kind of start to pull on that and get excited about new things. So traveling for me is wonderful. And it doesn't have to be across the country. It could just be sometimes for me, you know, driving an hour away to, you know, a mountain or to a river or something. Just for me, my work has a lot to do with nature. So of course, being outside is is a big part of it. Absolutely. And now that you have your business established and you're back in your creative flow, looking back, what are some of the I, the lessons you've learned because you made the leap and now you're you've been in it for a while. You've been flowing, you're in the doing, you're in the fun. But if you had to go back a few years, what are some things you wish you would have known before you actually launched into a beautiful offering, you know, 
Sterling, Sterling Rose Fine Art. It's got such a lovely ring to it. Sure. Thinking back to my older self, I wish I would have known that it's okay to ask for help. And it's really important to find your communities within whatever work you're looking to do. It took me a little bit longer because I was very much wanting to create something with the blinders on, right? I wanted to create something so unique that it doesn't exist, you know, and I, I, I have achieved that to some degree, but I think what was hurting me is that I didn't have the support and the community around it, which can be so beneficial when you're starting something new. There are amazing groups online even that you can connect into and support each other. And I found that to be really, really helpful. So I definitely would recommend starting that earlier rather than later. There's a lot of really kind people out there. And back at the beginning, known that, you know, failure is perfect and failure is part of the process and do it freely. I probably would have moved through things quicker. You know, I did, I did a lot of buildup. I invested a lot in that first business and it was like, if I would have just tested the waters, you know, being a little bit less intense about it at first, I think it would have just been a different process. But yeah, those would be the two main things. That's helpful. Thank you for your willingness to share. Yeah. I know we're coming up on time, but I, I'm a, a journaler and I always want to leave my listeners with just more of a meaningful question for reflection or something that maybe they can even talk to their other girlfriends about and just have a good conversation. So I always end by asking what something women should be asking themselves more. Mm, It's a beautiful question. I love to ask myself, what does my spirit want? And free write after that. And also ponder that in the middle of the day when I'm feeling like I'm rushing too much and I'm like, Oh, hold on a second. And tapping in because there's so much information there that you can, you can connect to, and you might be missing out on this like beautiful part of life that wants to, wants you to engage with it, but you're just keep missing it, you know? So that would be, yeah, that would be my question. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I know people are going to want to race off to see your beautiful work and learn more about you. So how can we find you and support you? Sure. You can check out my website. It's sterlingroseart.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at sterlingroseart. And I'd love to connect. Wonderful. Well, Sterling, I loved our conversation. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm so glad you joined me today. If you're looking for more, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at at WhitneyWoman. And if you enjoyed the show, I invite you to support me by leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. Hope you have an inspired day.